From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, December 9th. I'm Stacy Sheldon. The Ukiah Unified School District has partnered with Mendocino County Public Health to host COVID-19 vaccination clinics at local elementary schools in November and December for children ages 5 through 11. And the final clinic for this round of first shots will take place today, Thursday, November 9th, at Grace Hudson Elementary School from 3 to 7 p.m. The clinic is open to all children 5 to 11 years of age, regardless of where they attend school. No paperwork or appointment is needed. The parents only need to accompany their child to the clinic and be present to sign a consent form. Doug Schald, UUSD's communications officer, explains the rationale for hosting pediatric clinics at the elementary schools. One of the benefits about having the clinics at the elementary schools is those children feel comfortable there. Our motivation is always what's best for kids, and what keeps them in school in person right now is getting as many people vaccinated as we can. Chris Kinney, UUSD's COVID coordinator, has been working with public health throughout the COVID pandemic. UUSD and public health began planning for these pediatric clinics soon after the FDA's approval of the vaccine for children ages 5 through 11. As soon as we got word that it was going to be approved, I think public health reached out to us about the next week and kind of just planning. It came into serious planning about three weeks prior to our first clinic. Kinney delineates the responsibilities of UUSD staff and the staff of public health. We just have staff there to kind of help guide parents and students to where they need to go, help with parking and just kind of general crowd control. Public health is providing all the vaccines and the staff to do the vaccines and observations afterwards. These pediatric clinics are slightly different from previous UUSD clinics, as Kinney explains. We had the previous clinics were at the high school. They were all drive-through. Again, we just kind of provided facilities. We weren't really even providing staff to help. Our 5 through 11 clinics were more community-based. We really wanted to reach our families that weren't able to get to the fairgrounds for vaccinations for whatever reason or go through other venues. The four pediatric clinics that have already taken place proved successful. So far, we've had four clinics with about 100 students per each. According to Public Health Officer Dr. Andy Corrin, 12% of Mendocino County children ages 5 through 11 have received their first vaccination shot, and 4.4% are fully vaccinated. Kinney explains that vaccinating kids will help keep them in school. We have very strict protocols that we follow from CDPH, California Department of Public Health. So our district does follow whatever the most recent protocols are, and those do change and we adapt as those changes come out. Currently, if there is an exposure between unmasked individuals that are not vaccinated, that student has to sit out for up to 10 days without an education in a classroom with a teacher. Once a student is vaccinated, even if they're exposed, they can still come to class. They can still be engaged within their education. Kinney also notes the challenges families face when a child needs to be quarantined at home due to a COVID exposure. We want students to be in school. Not only is it a detriment to their education, it's also a struggle for families. I have two children, and if they have to be home, it's going to be a burden on me and my wife in order to not only make sure they're continuing with their education, but just having to miss work on our own to be able to caretake for them. Understandably, a parent's decision to vaccinate a child against COVID can be fraught with anxiety and trepidation. 
Dr. Carrie Wheeler is the medical director of the Alexander Valley Healthcare Clinic in Cloverdale, California. She is also a parent of three children. Dr. Wheeler shares her decision-making process about COVID vaccines for her children. I have three children. They're ages 18, 13, and 9. My mother was staying with us during the pandemic when the schools were closed down and everybody was on distance learning. And so there was some concern that, you know, we would bring COVID home and kill grandma. Thankfully, that didn't happen and everybody was safe. As soon as the vaccine was available for all of us, we got it just as soon as we could. Dr. Wheeler's nine-year-old daughter, who does not like needles and shots, surprised the entire family when she proclaimed she wanted the vaccine. My nine-year-old just got vaccinated. I had her in there. I think it was the second day possible. It was a huge relief for me. COVID's typically not real serious for kids, but it does have the potential to be. The reason why I chose to vaccinate her goes back to protecting her and also the people that she might come into contact with. The likelihood that she would have some sort of long-term consequence from having COVID far outweigh the chances that she would have some sort of vaccine reaction and long-term consequence from that. Dr. Wheeler recognizes that ultimately it is up to parents to decide if vaccinating their child is best for the child and family. We're not trying to push any vaccine for any kind of reason other than public safety and public health. I want my patients and their families to be safe and healthy. I wouldn't be recommending something that I had any sort of concerns about. And I feel it's important that we all get vaccinated. It's the only way that we're going to stop the pandemic, really. Chris Kinney, UUSD's COVID coordinator, notes that the school district also supports parents' choice when it comes to vaccinating their children against COVID. We offer the clinics. There is no mandate to be vaccinated. This is just an option. UUSD and Public Health's final pediatric clinic will be held today at Grace Hudson Elementary School from 3 to 7 p.m. For KZYX News, I'm Stacy Sheldon. For all our local stories with photos and more, you can visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.